Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, health insurance. I'll stick to the vitality sensor. Thank you very much. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am, always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Patrick, what is it about mopping that I would rather crawl through glass than do? Sweeping? No problem. No problem sweeping? Happy to sweep. Give me like a Swiffer. Sounds like it sounds like a young man's back. (laughs) I uh, look sweeping. I also find difficult because there's there's this like repetitive motion, Mm. and like I'm tall, you're tall, we're both tall people. Um, You got to like crouch a little bit. I don't think they make uh, brooms for tall people. Is this? Wow. Do you think that we've just first of all nobody steal this idea? Right. Brooms for tall people. Brooms for tall people. (laughs) Tall people rooms. Uh, but I, I look, mopping, I'm I'm with you. There's nothing gets clean. Like all you're doing is making water dirty. Yeah. You're creating mud. But I'm over it. Now I'm all about brooms. Now for, you're all about tall rooms. Brooms tall for people. Tall bro- people. How for quickly tall people. can we get in front of Shark Tank? Ooh, uh I mean probably like two years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a long time. Well, they especially because they probably filmed those months in advance before right, they air. Right, right. Okay, so you got to think right. like 2025 at the earliest. Okay. Okay, so right about the time that the new model of Switch is coming out. Now, are we pigeonholing ourselves in just brooms for tall people and it should just be adjustable brooms? Brooms for all sizes. No, here, even better. Brooms for tall people and brooms for short people. Oh, that's right. We sell, we sell two products. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. You have a household with a tall person and... A short person, you need two brooms. I don't. I, for, I don't think you should have that. I think you should only people of similar sizes in a in a household. So I knew a couple that um, one person was almost seven foot, and they were a sword swallower, and the other person was like uh, four foot three, not a sword swallower. Hmm. That was a great couple. How does a sword swallower find a non-sword swallower? I think like you just maybe, travel in. May, maybe they're a sword swallow. Maybe they're sword swallowing enthusiast, mm. but so they appreciate the art, but they themselves do. So not, they're still like, like meeting it. up at conventions and stuff, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Mark, my copy of Sonic Forces. Would you like to borrow it? Would you like to swallow it like a sword? I, you know, we don't have any rules about the Sonic Forces borrowing program. I would discourage anyone from swallowing it. Yeah, I mean, part there are no rules, but part of it is that it has to be returned. Right. Should be returned. Should be returned. We don't ask a lot of questions about what happens to that copy of Sonic Forces. We don't ask so. what kind of uh, system it's been through, digestive or otherwise. Um, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and give us a mailing address so we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces uh, for you probably not to swallow, but who knows? There are no rules. Um, you play it for as long as you want. You don't swallow it. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It's the perfect borrowing program. Uh, could there be a t- copy of Untitled there could Goose be a copy of Untitled Goose game in there? I would also say don't swallow that. Um, it's uh, no different from swallowing a copy of Sonic Forces, except that as it's far Untitled as we Goose know, as we far as we know, done it. Yeah, we ourselves. don't know. Um, and if we have, we're not talking about it on mic. Uh, if if you swallow Untitled Goose game, is that vegan? 
I well, are Nintendo Switch game cards vegan? I don't think we know that. Yeah, I guess I guess we don't know. It's part of like the sour, you know, taste that they apparently coat these carts in. It's like lamb's blood. Beef fat. Yeah, <laughs> lamb's blood. That's right. Useful for Passover. Right, but very little. Else. Oh, useful for Passover and for uh, discouraging people from uh, eating cartridges. Yes. Yep. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Patrick and I truly appreciate it so much. We really enjoy seeing your reviews, reading your reviews, and it helps people find the show. So thank you to everybody who has left us a review anywhere that you get your podcast. If you leave us a review in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we see it and we can, we'll can we give you a shout out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we still really want to thank you. So hit us up on Twitter, uh, send us an email, just let us know. Yeah, because we would love to shout you out on the show. All right, Mark, we've got a, a, a fun task ahead of us, I think. Let's talk about all of the various exercise and fitness initiatives from Nintendo. Thing is, we're not just going to talk about them. We're going to determine what the fitness trends were around the period that these things were released and then sort of assess how successfully or, yeah, just how, how successfully Nintendo adhered to those trends, right? Yep. Um, so I think, and we're going to do this chronologically. So uh, I think we're going to start in earnest in the late 80s with the power pad. But before we do that, uh, I think we have to shout out the earliest as far as I can tell, earliest known example of Nintendo having a like physical, like if not exercise, at least like sport related thing, which is the Ultra Machine, right? Right. Um, so the Ultra Machine is this uh, this baseball pitching uh, thing that comes out in Japan in 1967, um, and then later in the states in the 70s, right? I'm actually not actually even sure if it ever was released in the states because I. Uh, but it was released in the late 60s mm-hmm. in Japan. And then in the 70s, they released like the Ultra. It's already called the Ultra Machine. That's what that's its proper name. Super Ultra Machine? Here's the thing. We didn't do much research on the Ultra Machine. <laughs> well, part of the reason why the Ultra Machine is so um, top of mind, yes. and we didn't actually talk about this on Tuesday, is that uh, you had been playing Rusty's Real, Rusty's Deal, Baseball. Real Deal Baseball. Yeah, and that, right. that encouraged that. You having fun with that was like, I should get back into Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Because I had played it a little bit, totally forgotten, but I had a couple of the games. And I had forgotten that in that game, um, anthropomorphic ultra pitching machines are like tossing balls to you. Yeah, it's not even that they're anthropomorphic so much as they are human beings and their heads have been replaced by ultra machines. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's it's like a Silent Hill yeah, it's Ultra a pyramid Machine head, character. But it's, yeah. Also, they're gendered for some reason. They're totally gendered, yeah. <laughs> like, also, like they're wearing like suits. Lady Ultra Machine, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. wearing like a business suit and wearing mm-hmm. sensible heels. Okay, here's the deal. Yeah, uh, lay it on me, Mark. Ultra Machine was released in 1967. Yeah, and then it. the... Uh, another version is known as the Ultra Machine Deluxe was released in 1977. Um, so there we go. That deluxe branding, uh, you know, going all the way back to, uh, what did you say, 70 what? 77. So 77? like 10 years. Yeah. Wow. That's so wild that they put out this uh, pitching machine and then 10 years later, like did a revision on it. Yeah. So that's really what we need to be looking forward to is 2027 for the uh, Switch Deluxe to come out. Yes, exactly. Which sounds like a McDonald's sandwich. <laughs> 
Um, but look, that that's all just sort of like preamble. I think we can agree that the first like real Nintendo product that was uh, you know uh, uh, widely available in the states and worldwide that asked like physical activity of the player is the Power Pad. Um, with uh, the attendant world-class track meet, um, which is a uh, a sort of rebrand of a uh, it's it's a Namco game, right? Uh, originally called Stadium Bandai. Of Bandai, um, a Bandai game called Stadium Events um, that uh, you know Nintendo started publishing with the Power Pad. We had one of these. Um, the the Power Pad. Uh, we bought the NES with the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt um, World Class Track Meet cartridge. So it had the zapper and the power pad in the box with two NES controllers. Um, it's insane to think of how much hardware is in the <laughs> in that uh, bundle. Um, but yeah, so uh, that comes out in the States in 1988. So Mark, what do you identify as the sort of fitness trends and I, I how, how did you approach uh this era the power pad era i think of it so much like the 80s because the game that we identified specifically because yeah. there is uh the world-class uh track, track meet, meet. Mm-hmm. but the game that we there was a like aerobics game yeah that was released by nintendo as well and that's really what i think of as the 80s is the era of like Jane Fonda, yes, the era of aerobic workouts. Um, well, and it's not just the era of aerobic workouts, but it's the era of aerobic workouts at home. I think that is like because you mentioned Jane Fonda, she has her uh, her her VHS uh, tapes. Um, Richard Simmons was doing that. Buns of Steel, like all of these things, all of the a twenty minute workout, all of these are like video tapes that are, like blow up for the at home fitness market, um, which. I mean, this is one where I feel like Nintendo's right in the pocket. Like, they're just exactly doing it. Yeah, totally. So, uh, this was another... I feel like the Power Pad is so interesting in general because it really is kind of like the early Wild West of Nintendo Mm -hmm. where they didn't create the Power Pad. The Power Pad was created by Bandai and Nintendo just licensed it uh, in America. And they do the same for a lot of the games. So, Dance Aerobics was released by Bandai in Japan, but... In America, it was published by Nintendo. Um, I also think that the uh, the sort of like Olympic, there, there's no like official Olympic branding in World Class Track Meet, but it is cl- like obvious that what they're doing is like sort of playing on the uh, like popularity of the Olympics in uh, America in the 80s. Um, and it's like it's it's important to remember how big the Olympics were in the 80s, especially in the states. Um, because uh, 84 was the the Los Angeles Olympics um, and it was uh, you know four years after the uh, wherever they were in Russia where or in the USSR which were um, being boycotted by a lot of the rest of the world so this was like the first Olympics back in eight years basically um, and uh, because it was happening in LA like the sort of entertainment capital of the world let you know it, the United States for sure but probably the world um, that it becomes this really fascinating uh, like crossroads of sport and technology and just like opportunity um, because they this is the first time they were able to um, use uh, like communication technology so that results weren't being communicated by like courier um, or like through telephone like they were actually kind of using a primitive version of internet to 
uh, like get all this information out, which meant that there was more coverage of the, the Olympics. Uh, 180 million Americans watched the 84 Olympics uh, out of Los Angeles. There's an awesome Sports Illustrated article that like goes through all of this. I totally recommend. We'll uh, link to it in, in the show notes. Um, but all of which is just to say that like Olympics and like track uh, and like track and field stuff was like top of mind and like just part of the American psyche for sports. Um, so like, I think that also lends to world-class track meet being like right in the pocket of like what was happening at the time. I remember it was, uh, cause you're right. It doesn't have like specific Olympics branding, but the atmosphere in the game, like the backgrounds and everything yes. totally evoke yeah. uh, that Olympic spirit for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think in that way, it, in that way and the, um, sort of like at home, uh, dance aerobics, you know, whatever, um, I think that's like totally in line with the fitness goals of the 1980s, right? Yeah, absolutely. What was your personal experience with the power pad? Because we also had that like triple pack. Yeah. But the only game that like world-class track meet was the only game we yeah. ever had that. So side A on the power pad, because side B was. Uh, Actually, I think it's reversed. I think side B is the one that is. Uh, the the one with like the running pads that's on. That's what it. I was gonna say. That's oh, what yeah. I meant. So like side A was always a mystery yes. to us because we never had a game. We also that, never had dance aerobics, yeah, yeah or whatever that, it's like, called. Accommodated it. Um, there was another uh sort of like track event, um, game that I I don't remember what it was called that that I would rent from time to time, uh, and required the 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 power pad. But again, still the uh still the the B side with with the running, um, yeah, it's totally weird. And also like, why were there so many? Because there were four rows of four buttons, but like you only ever used two at a time. Well, for the running, but for I running, yeah. but I wonder if for like dance aerobics, mm. that you know it was monitoring steps, and so it wouldn't just be in place; it would be like behind you. And but that the... was why the other side was in there, right? Because there was like two in the middle, and then like or I don't know if there maybe there were like four in the middle and like two in front, two in back. Well, as someone who only ever owned world class track yeah, meet, yeah, yeah. I I have no idea. Um, can we talk about some of the like other '80s uh, like fitness and exercise trends that are not served by World Class yeah. Track Meet and and the Power Pad? Um, so uh, karate uh, becomes huge in the United karate States. Karate was really big. really big in the '80s. Do you think that uh, I don't know exactly why that was, but there were games that were kind of like serving that market, like yeah, uh, but not Nintendo like... ported like mm -hmm. karate yeah, or, or the Kung, NES Kung Fu Kung Fu yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like the, those games exist, but they're never. It's never really like the physical right. element of it. It's yeah, it's more like the Hong Kong action films. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know why it was that that uh, started to come about. Um, other things that came up in in my research, racquetball, um, made a big like resurgence in in the eighties, um, and also just like the concept of like gyms and health clubs for like regular people, um, uh, were also kind of. A, a new idea, which I think is also a little bit in line with the like at home um, fitness routines and like uh, cassettes and stuff, just sort of like democratizing fitness. Everyone can do it. Well, if you're ready to move into the nineties, I feel like that is a trend that continues. Like, so in the eighties, you yeah. see the resurgence of, you know, gyms for normal people. Yes. And then in nineties, it follows with, you know, like at home gym equipment basically like the nordic track right and okay let's uh just one last thing i wanted to mention about the 80s that's when we start to see low fat 
uh, like in dietary. Like I don't want to lose sight of the nutritional angle of this because as it's as important to fitness as exercise. Um, so just like put a pin in that low fat. Uh, we start to see low fat stuff come about in the 1980s. Um, but so Mark, you've already teased it. The 1990s. Uh, I wonder if listeners even know what we're about to talk about in terms of Nintendo equipment. Yeah, I mean, this was a kind of a new discovery for me. It's the Life Fitness Exertainment System, uh, released in 1995 for the Super Nintendo. Now, what is this thing, Mark? So it's a it's a product made in collaboration with a company called Life Fitness, which was a manufacturer of exercise equipment, and it was kind of like a um peloton for its day like kind of yeah it's uh it's like a a stationary bike mm-hmm. that you would connect to a super nintendo or had like a super nintendo built in potentially mm-hmm. uh so you could exercise while playing specific games yeah, and you say like specific games, and it's like extremely specific games. Um, they what did they release? Like two or three games? Yeah, that were actually so compatible Speed with Racer in My Most Dangerous Adventures and Exertainment Mountain Bike Rally, also known as uh, Cannondale Cup. Yeah, so two games, uh, two games for this thing. Uh, obviously, I never knew anyone that had one of these things, Mark. I assume that uh, same for you. No, no, it's a complete discovery for me. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, you, you mentioned the Nordic track already, but there's actually sort of a lot of examples of like larger, um, exercise equipment, like being, uh, like made for home use, like, uh, the gazelle elliptical, like, uh, spinning, I know is it not uh, like home equipment, but like spinning, uh, came around in 1994, which is obviously well before it became like sort of popularized as soul cycle. Um, and, and all of that, the, Bowflex is more like the province of, of the late 80s, but like all the rest of these machines like come about in uh, the, the 90s. Um, the Life Fitness Exertainment System uh, was released in 1995. So I think they're pretty well in, in the pocket there. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, totally. And like, I feel like it's capitalizing on two really big trends of the time, which are at home exercise equipment mm-hmm. and Nintendo. And, you know, like the. Uh, new providence of video games. There's this really funny, you, you on YouTube, you can find this Life Fitness Entertainment System promotional video. Exertainment? Exertainment. <laughs> <laughs> System promotional video from 1994. And it is a very, like, it opens with this very kind of, like, stock. That, uh, that was then. And it's in, like, black and white. And it shows old, you know, like, 1940s footage of people uh, working on stationary bikes and all that kind of stuff and then this is now 90s graphics exertainment like you know life fitness exertainment system and now people are in dutch angles you know riding on these stationary bikes with super nintendos in front of them connected to their tv like it's pretty great it's all like there's a guy in like a 90s cut business suit yeah being you know like you save time it's fun you know exertain uh exertaining is entertainment and exercise combined Finally, somebody's cracked the code. It's pretty great. I mean, truly, if there was like a Mario Kart style game where like they're riding bikes, <laughs> Mario and, bikes, Mario bikes, uh, and I was like pedaling a real bike and like throwing shells and stuff, <laughs> like I, I, I could so get into it. You know what I mean? I wonder how I d- don't have this information at my fingertips, but I feel I wonder how expensive this was because <laughs> it is. So uh, the picture on like the Nintendo Wiki shows one with 
like a built-in TV in the front, kind of like a Peloton. And this is a CRTV TV, so it's pretty big. But it seems like it'd be like a tipping hazard. But uh, in the promotional video, they just show a, you know, Super Nintendo connected to a TV. And then there's a wire running to the entertainment machine. And on the left-hand side, there's like a little um, button, like a little controller. It's not a a Super Nintendo controller, but it does have like a D-pad and some face buttons. So you can use it to... um, you know, control the game or make your selections. Yeah. And so I wonder how expensive it was because it seems like really you're paying for the bike itself. What if I told you that it retailed for $799.99? Oh, my gosh. It's an $800 piece of equipment. (laughs) That is a lot. It didn't sell uh, well. And, I mean, neither truly did the power pad, right? Like, uh, except it probably sold way better because it was a pack-in with the NES late enough um, in its life cycle. Um, Both of these are examples of Nintendo, like, trying something but not really finding, uh, like, a degree of mainstream success. Um, And it's also kind of why we don't see them take another, like, sincere crack at this for kind of a long time after. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I feel like these first two examples that we have here are kind of like Nintendo dip like they're I feel like they're approaching this fitness market for different reasons. Yeah. Like with the power pad, to me it seems like, you know, Nintendo was really intent on selling the Nintendo Entertainment System as not a video game system. Right. As it a was toy. a toy right. or it was like, you know, a computer. Right. Or- that's that's why we had Rob the Robot. That's why we had um, the the zapper. That's why it looked like a VCR. And so it's like, yeah, like a power pad makes total sense because this is a toy. This is like yes. anything you can use with the Nintendo. This is not just a video game system. And I, how do you explain the life fitness entertainment though? I think life fitness came to them sure. with some, you know, like probably Nintendo of America because as far as I can tell, this was not released. Yeah, you know, like in Japan. And, you know, they just, it was like licensing money at that point. Why not experiment what, when the risk is low? What a year for Nintendo, 1995. That's the Life Fitness Exertainment System and the Virtual Boy. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, Life Fitness had held out just a couple more years and you got like a Nintendo 64 version of this? And it would have actually like worked because it would have been like 3D and stuff. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, it, it seems... It seems like they just miss just missed the boat on it. Yeah, if you're if you love biking through foggy environments, <laughs> right? It could be like the coast rider. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going down the uh, western coast, the yeah. west coast of the United States. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, other things that I tagged as uh, fitness trends from the uh, mid to late 90s, um, Barry's Boot Camp starts to appear in uh, 1997, 1998. Oh, wow. um, and then just in like terms of nutritional stuff, uh, which again, we're just sort of like putting a pin in because like I don't necessarily know that it, it's relevant here yet. But this is when we start to see like low carbs and like um, sub- not, not subtraction, but elimination diets uh, like Atkins and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so we cut fat in the 80s. Now we're cutting carbs uh, in, in the 90s. So moving on to the GameCube era, we have one entry here. Skipping all the way past the <laughs> Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64. Uh-huh. Like, uh, last, on Tuesday, we read a couple of emails from listeners who were commenting on last Thursday's episode about RPGs that didn't come to Switch. Yes. Uh, in that episode, we made a plea for people to tell us about Nintendo 64 RPGs and that no we one, missed. No one <laughs> heeded that call. But I will make another plea for this yes. episode. 
if you know about fitness equipment for the Nintendo 64, please definitely let us know. Let us know. Yeah, because we, we could not find anything. Not a thing. Not a thing. We have to skip forward to the GameCube, and I feel like this is only a partially relevant entry. Um, you want to introduce it? Sure. Folks? It's yeah. Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. So this is obviously a version of Dance Dance Revolution, uh, but featuring Mario music. Um, I don't know how well this fits into uh, fitness trends in the early aughts, mid uh, the, the 2005, um, but it definitely is just like riding the wave of arcade-based rhythm, rhythm games. games. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I have too much more to say about that. Do you? Me either. Um, well, let's move on to the next like sort of clump of games because I think this is uh, the one of the most like interesting uh, and like relevant parts of the conversation. Uh, and we're just sort of lumping these all in together. Um, Wii Sports in 2006, Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus in 2007 and 2008. Um, and then uh, the Vitality Sensor, which was uh, never released but was announced at E3 in 2009. So before we get too far into Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus, yeah, I do want to talk about Wii Sports by itself just for a second. Yeah. Because I'm curious... When I think of Wii Sports and fitness trends of the time, I almost feel like Wii Sports is maybe the one example on this list of being a trend setter instead of like capitalizing on an existing trend. Well, so that's interesting. I, I think it is definitely a trend setter, but I don't think it's a fitness trend setter. I think it's a gaming trend setter. I genuinely do think Wii Fit is a fitness trendsetter. Like, um, I, I went through a bunch of different, like, lists of, like, hottest fitness trends of whatever year. And for 2007, We Fit showed up on a lot of these lists. The only... Th I, I think that that is true. And I think, like We Sports, We Fit, which is crazy that We Fit was only one year af into the yeah. Wii's life. I think of it being kind of, like, later than that. So do I. Or, like, that there was more space between them. But I feel like We Fit and this idea about, like, holistic health... Yeah, is That's a, true. Is right. a trend of like the mid aughts because, to my awareness, anyways, this is when yoga yes really hit the United States yeah. and hit it hard. Yeah, well, the yoga like starts to uh, really blow up in the U.S. like two thousand three, two thousand four, somewhere around that time. Um, so like we fit uh, coming out like four ish years after that is. I mean, I think you're right. Is sort of a, a response. Um, two trends that are already out there, um, but yeah, I guess I guess you're right in that Wii Sports is really doing its own thing, um, and like I can't really attach it to any other trends at the time. Can you? No, I feel like it is true exertainment. Finally, the dream of life fitness one decade earlier is realized in Wii Sports. Um, so uh, other things that were happening in in the early aughts here, uh, and we can decide whether these fit into like the sort of fitness narrative that Nintendo is feeding us here. Um, Soul Cycle starts in two thousand six, um, so just right at the same time as Wii Sports. So maybe there's like a little bit of a like gamifying of. Uh, well, though I guess Soul Cycle isn't really gamifying, but um, it's like a, a group cycling activity. Um, Fitbit comes out in two thousand nine. Wow. Uh, Cardio boxing and the rise of UFC in uh, 2001. I don't know if that uh, connects us to anything. P90X in 2002. Um, and CrossFit arrives in 2005. Well, I definitely think that Fitbit 
and Vitality Sensor yep. are dancing to the same tune, yeah, for sure. Totally. Uh, this the the concept of wearables. Yeah, and um, like monitor uh, like uh mm-hmm. yeah, monitoring of your health. Which also isn't that far removed from uh Wii Sports, right? Like Or Wii Fit, yeah. which with its balance board that like is telling you your BMI and stuff like that. Yeah. Based on the information that you input into it. Um, measuring your balance, telling you like how you're mm-hmm. doing and then setting you on a path to improve. Um, nutritionally speaking, we're also uh, now uh, we are identifying good carbs and good fat. You know, like no longer is it just like the uh, no carbs, no no fats. Now we have identified the good ones. <laughs> um, and uh, this is also when like uh, juice diets and like liquid diets and cleanses become a, a thing, um, which I don't like it all leads to like a not particularly body positive time, which I think you do see reflected in something like We Fit. Sure. Yeah. That, and those Dove commercials, don't forget where they which Dove were commercials? like. <laughs> they, it was like a big deal because in like 2005 or whatever, there was this new Dove commercial where it wasn't just thin, beautiful people, mm. it was all body types yeah. advertising their soap. Well, that's uh, that's maybe be- better than the uh, the image I was painting of, of the decade of being like. Well, that's I think why it was so noteworthy because yeah, it was sure. going against trend. Yeah, um, but like you remember the We Fit balance board would like go like oof like, <laughs> yeah. when when it thought you were too heavy. It was. It, I mean, it's 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 not really. It's not a, a, a body positive thing. <laughs> it's it's weird how much of it, and like sort of necessarily because like this is all it could measure, um, how focused it was on weight. Yeah, um, like that was its only metric for your success. Right. I mean that, and like how well you could like you balance know. and like that yeah. sort of thing. But the thing that it was like, yeah, successively tracking. Yeah. Was your BMI? So it's a weird time for Nintendo where they are both like setting the trend and sort of responding to uh, a, a different trend like that that holistic uh sort of pseudo spiritual and like as it relates to yoga and and all of that so i do want to talk even though it never released and you know we know precious little about it i do want to talk about the Wii vitality sensor yeah, a little let's bit do it so the this thing was announced at e3 2009 and at the time satoru iwata said you know we'll be showing software for it in next at next e3 at e3 2010 nothing was shown off at e3 2010 ubisoft showed off like a kind of like a really similar sort of like thing it's funny but then um we never heard anything about it and then in 2013 awada said this thing like we couldn't really get it to work how we wanted it to like it would work for 90 out of 100 people but we want it to work for everyone before we release it yeah that's so weird. Like it just like measuring, like what is it measuring? Yeah, that's like heart rate. Kind and... of a mystery. It was suggested. Okay, so according to the Nintendo Wiki, it has been suggested by Awada that it would be used to relax the player, telling them their heartbeat and about their body. Which really, like, uh, if you what the vitality sensor looks like in the I think one image that was released yeah. on it is if you've ever gone to the doctor and they put the when they're taking your temperature your blood pressure they put like a little clamp with an led light on your finger Mm -hmm. and it's to measure your blood oxygen level that's essentially what this looks like it just has a cord that um connects to the port on the wiimote yeah on like the bottom of the wiimote yeah where the nunchuck would have plugged in otherwise yeah yeah um 
it's it's weird to consider like game applications for it um though i guess maybe at this point they're sort of riding high on like the success of um we fit where like there are little games in there but the games aren't really the point right i wonder if it would be an extension of we fit yeah, or have question. its own like software because it, you know at this point nintendo's writing the blue ocean strategy there this our game system is for everybody no matter your interest level in games sort of thing and so yeah maybe it would just be like a lifestyle device like an augment to we yeah fit. yeah um so we we end up uh in in our list here we're sort of skipping the other entries in the we sports um franchise like we sports resort and stuff like that uh we we you whatever the name of that game is um which is also just more uh we sports because that all sort of feels like more of the same uh and i think is uh, responding to the trend that they set themselves. Right, and never had the impact that the right. original right. Sports did. Um, so I think that means that our next stop is Ring Fit Adventure in 2019, um, which means, uh, nutritionally speaking, Nintendo sort of skips the paleo movement. Uh, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and it's it, and again, not that they're totally responding to any of these right. uh, nutritional things, um, other than uh, other than to note that like, they were also body negative during the uh, the 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 aughts. Um, I mean, yeah. Ooh, I I would have loved to see whatever like caveman Nintendo character exists for their take on the paleo movement. Well, it's just like it, it's so interesting that like uh, none of these none of these things are really like hardcore, and you know that's just like uh, in line with Nintendo's branding in general. But like they're all sort of friendly versions of fitness, right? Right. Um, and there's no e even during uh, when uh, UFC and um, P90X and CrossFit are like coming out as like this is how you know men work out competitively. Um, then Nintendo's like, no, 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 we're doing we're doing yoga and we're playing tennis. You know, um, I just I I appreciate that uh, Nintendo not being swayed by like that end of the uh, <laughs> it's not like super aggro yeah it's not super aggro yeah. which i think is uh unique for fitness related stuff mark 2019 ring fit adventure i when this was announced i remember just being baffled yes agree like also the uh the announcement video itself was so strange because there was such a um stepford quality to the presenters yes. in the original launch yes, video. That's right. That's just right. Like, what is this thing? Yeah. It was so weird. Well, and we were, <laughs> I think just, and this is not uh, fitness trends necessarily, but like just Nintendo trends at this time, we were not that far off from the announcement of Labo, which was also weird and we didn't really understand. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I think we just gotten into a groove of like, I don't know, every now and then Nintendo's gonna do something with their incredibly successful system that we don't get. That's true. We were two years into the Switch being like a massive success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, especially bef around the time that Labo was announced, they kept talking about the messaging from Nintendo was like, you know, we are looking for additional ways for people to yes. use their Switches, like to expand, you know, the use for it beyond. Uh, just playing video games. And so Labo came out, it made a ton of sense. When Ring Fit Adventure came out, it also made sense in that way. Just the presentation and like the idea was such a hard, not a hard sell, but it just didn't make, it just seemed so weird. It seemed so strange. And I think both you and I at the time were like, cool, but pass. Like not super, right. neither of us rushed out to get it when it 
uh, released in October 2019. Something we would regret like five months later. Uh, but Us let's not, and everybody. Yeah, us and everybody. But let's not really get ahead of ourselves because I think there's a lot to sort of parse about what's happening in the uh, late 2010s um, that this coincides with pretty well. Um, I know I mentioned the Fitbit earlier, but uh, Fitbit watches um, become like more robust and have better tracking. Um, like 2017 to 2019 is where they start to like... <clears throat> really take that seriously as not just a thing that's gathering data that you like sync with your computer at home. Like it is a full on like wearable fitness experience. Um, and also we see that uh, coming out of like Apple watches at the time too, where there's just more integration there um, uh, that, you know, is, is, is its own fitness thing. This is also sort of where Peloton blows up. Um, remember the, uh, the gift that gives back commercial, um, do you remember the, oh the Peloton gosh, commercial? Yeah, that was so like controversial. Right, or at least launched a thousand think pieces. It definitely did, and you know, in the commercial, a husband gives his wife uh, the Peloton, and she's like, it changes her life, and you know, she exercises on it every day. That came out in December 2019. Wow. Um, so like dovetailing almost perfectly with Ring Fit Adventure, um, and I know like by necessity, any of these Nintendo things are going to be based on like fitness at home, um, but like. I don't know the the sort of like twin rise of Peloton and Ring Fit Adventure. Um, they that doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. I think another thing that is kind of interesting is looking back at the Wii era with the balance board mm -hmm. for Wii Fit. Like that was such an explosion of peripherals for yes, video games yes. with Guitar Hero and Rock Band and all that kind of stuff. And then that trend died out right. really quickly. And in the Wii U era, that was not. You know, if you had a balance board from Wii Fit, you could use it with Wii Fit U or whatever it was called. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't, nobody was introducing a lot of at home peripherals at the time. And, you know, when the Switch came out, it had the Joy Cons that could do a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the ring, the ring and the leg strap that for Ring Fit Adventure are such a, cool application of the technology in Joy-Con. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Well, and it's also, it's interesting how um, they, uh, it is a peripheral, but it's kind of, it's sort of minimal. Like the leg strap is just a leg strap. Um, and the, the ring, does the ring have any tech in it? Or it, like, how is it sensing? Uh, I think it is purely, oh, like how it's sensing like pressure and stuff. Yeah. I is think... That I think it's the tension. I think it's measuring the tension with the Joy-Con. It must be. How would it do that? I we don't know how any of this works. <laughs> um, but it like it it is it is notable for being a peripheral that is like mostly just plastic, right? Right. Um, uh, but yeah. So do, does that line up with Peloton or is like because Peloton is such a like piece of tech in your house, right? Right. And then it's also like a membership. It's like online. It's uh uh you know, real time with like actual trainers and stuff. Um, it does ring fit. Is that like follow, are they following the same line or are they separate? I, th I think that there are parallels there. And if we're ready to move on to 2020, I think the parallels really continue because well, I, uh, I, we can move on to 2020 in a second. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, th there were a couple other things I just wanted to throw out here. Um, 
with Ring Fit, where I do think that some element of body positivity has come into, uh, has like permeated the um, like ethos of Ring Fit Adventure, because Ring Fit will never tell you that you're fat. It will never, uh, it does not gauge your success by your weight and is very realistic about what changes you can expect to your body, even by like doing the thing regularly. Um, I think it has a very healthy relationship with the player working out. Yeah. Um, I like, I, th- I think agree. ring fit is actually uh, very like responsible and good in that regard. Um, and it does the sort of classic Nintendo thing of like, you've been going for a little while. Shouldn't you stop? Um, which when I'm playing a normal game, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but when I'm playing ring fit adventure, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're right. I should take a break. I also like that. It um, uh, asks you like uh, it, it tells you about like muscle groups that you're engaging it'll like quiz you on muscle groups it'll uh remind you to like have a snack have a healthy you know like it's uh it is a sort of like holistic thing um and i like the way that it incorporates um strength training things with uh yoga um sort of like looping in the yoga from uh we fit um and like for for me when, when i think of like uh, yoga and uh, meditation and that sort of stuff as it relates to tech. Um, you got to call out um, like meditation and mindfulness apps that start to appear in like the, the mid to early 2010s. Um, things like Calm, Headspace, um, Insight Timer. Um, yeah, it's just like that. I, 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 see, I see parallels here and just want to like call them out um, and say that like Ring Fit Adventure is like it's just riding that groove perfectly. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Ring Fit Adventure is, you know, true exertainment, yes. right? Because uh, it's the first of these games that I can really think of that have a, such a strong game element to it. Yes. Where you have, like, progression in, in true, like, RPG terms, mm-hmm. you know, tied to gameplay. And yeah, there are just, like, free workouts and mini games that you can do with the uh, ring con and all that kind of stuff. But there's also just like a main story with yeah. uh, that is just kind of like an exercise RPG. And uh, like one of the truly physically demanding. It is. Yeah. Like y- you do it and you know, like you're sore the next day. Like it's, it's, it's a legit workout. Like I, I think uh, it's possible that we don't give enough credit to how successful Ring Fit Adventure is at being what they set it out and to be. H- yeah, hard to fake. Yeah, like it's hard to you mm-hmm. know like uh, fake the exercise. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Would you like to move forward into twenty twenty? Well, I think the the world changes. Yeah, the world changes. You know, every uh, lots of lockdowns because of COVID nineteen. Everybody's at home, and demand for Ring Fit Adventure just like skyrockets. You and I both, yep. you know, scramble to get copies when they're available on Amazon, you know, uh, I remember tracking it for a while and like seeing what it was retailing for on, uh, or not retailing, but what it was going for on the secondhand market. And it was frequently three times the cost of, crazy. Uh, uh, of its MSR. Yeah. I really think if it hadn't been for the COVID lockdowns, I probably would not have Same. experienced yeah. ring fit adventure, but the parallel with Peloton being that demand for all at home exercise equipment, including Peloton and ring fit adventure just exploded. Yeah. uh, In 2020. Well, and particularly like the sort of gamified versions of those things or the gamified or socialized versions of them. Um, because, and I think that's sort of twofold. One, the social thing is that it was impossible to go anywhere, like see people. Um, and the game side of it is that like, 
people were playing more games, right? Like that was a, 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 a real thing that happened in the pandemic is that as lockdown happened, uh, people were playing more video games. Um, so like the appetite for something that is uh, exercise, uh, exercise in a game or exercise and social goes way up, um, which is how we can track that for both Peloton and Ring Fit Adventure. Absolutely. The other fitness thing that comes out from Nintendo in 2020, this is important, Jump Rope Challenge. Mark, you remember Jump Rope Challenge? Yeah. You downloaded from the eShop just a very simple game that seemingly was made by Nintendo developers kind Mm -hmm. of in their spare time that Nintendo put on the eShop. For free. For free for initially a limited period of time. And they even announced a date that they were going to remove it. And then, and then they just left. It and up then there. they, yeah, they reverse course because why take it down? What yeah. would be the point? Um, and j- jump rope challenge, the simplest uh, possible interface. It's just you and a rabbit, and you uh, pretend to jump rope with uh, your Joy Cons again, sort of just using the equipment that you already have. There are no peripherals for this. Um, I, I find it maybe a little weird. They never released like a, a an actual jump rope that you could like slot your Joy Cons into. I mean, I, I yeah, I think this was never meant to be anything yeah. more than just kind of like a uh, surprise oddity that came out during the pandemic. But yeah, like they released at least one update for it where you could um, they introduced more outfits. Yeah, for, for the, the bunny for the bunny, and you know it would keep track of your high score. But that was essentially it. Yeah, it was a, it was a feature poor game, um, but is just so like friendly and fun and like really it, it's being the nintendo thing but it's also being the it, it's hard to like remember the early days of the pandemic now but just like everything seems so dark and so terrible yeah um that uh having a fun colorful little fitness game uh that they put on switch for free um was just like i don't know it's just so like fun and inviting and appropriate for the time like it's just I don't know. It was a prescription fulfilled as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, obviously uh, during this time is the real, like, uh, everything is like do it at home or make it at home. Um, and, uh, you know, so this is where, like, Jump Rope Challenge and Ring Fit Adventure are just like, I don't know. It's like 100% in, in the pocket of, like, what the what we were asking for in terms of at-home fitness. And I think Ring Fit Adventure continues to sell well. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get like a sequel to it mm-hmm. with additional or there's DLC or if it's just kind of like a successful one-off and doesn't not everything needs to be a franchise. Yeah, I yeah, I I, I yeah, oh, or if they do just another thing with like the Ring Con. I I, I don't know. Like um Ring Fit Adventure is one of the better selling Switch games, right? Like it's on that maybe not maybe it's not in the top 10. I don't I don't remember where it exactly. It sold more than Fire Emblem 3 Houses. There you go. Um so and at a higher price point too. Um so I'm I'm sure they'll revisit something like that in some way. Um but Mark, this brings us to the present or dare I say the very near future um with Nintendo Switch Sports, the sort of sequel to um, Wii Sports coming out obviously in 2022. Um, do, do we think this fits in with like current fitness trends? I, yeah, I wonder if it's like fitness trends or if we are just on the cusp of a 20 year nostalgia cycle. And Ooh, so the timing for, you know, a resurgence of 
a reintroduction of Wii Sports as Nintendo Switch Sports just like fits the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably pretty right. Um, I, I do think one of the uh, features that we can tell that they're leading with um, is the sort of online uh, version of this, um, which I think the ubiquity of like online workouts from like, you know, Sarah used to do a lot of uh, yoga classes online during the pandemic. Um, we're just like over Zoom or whatever. Um, but I, to invoke the name of Peloton again, that's like another um, online communal uh, workout experience that Nintendo Switch Sports does have uh, online uh, competitive and I guess probably not co-op. I don't know if you can play doubles on the same team uh, online. But, uh, you know, regardless, um, that there is a connection to uh, playing these games online with people who are not present with you. Yeah, I wonder if um, one of the long-term effects of the pandemic and all of the lockdowns associated with it is that more Nintendo games are going to have online connectivity going mm, forward. Interesting. Because, you know, like Super Mario Party was released, the, you know, the first Mario Party yeah. for Switch was released in 2018 had did not it had limited it had very limited had yeah. limited online connectivity and then just like a, a, a year, year ago, ago yeah. they went back and like really buffed it up right yeah. and then released a new Mario Party game that is just fully online yeah from yeah. the beginning and so yeah i w- i wonder if nintendo for the longest time and something i appreciated is that they had a lot of couch co-op games yes. w- at a in at a time when on other systems Couch co-op was going away in favor of online co-op, and I don't see Nintendo getting like away from couch co-op. But I wonder if we will see them having both, you know, more and more. Yeah, well, and I I would hope so. Um, just or I hope they they would have like a renewed focus on it. Uh, you know, one of the things that I do think the Switch really does suffer from is having sort of a, a poor internal like Wi-Fi receiver. Um, so like it's not a very good connected machine. Um, and, you know, they just don't have the same sort of, uh, you know, what what am I thinking? Uh, n- network, um, it's like uh, infrastructure um, to really host online games in like the sort of quick, snappy, uh, responsive way that they should. Um, but yeah, it seems like that's definitely where they need to be going and like where the rest of the gaming industry and also the fitness industry already is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because like, in general, we've seen Nintendo take at least a generation longer than everybody else to like introduce different elements to sure. their HD graphics. Yeah, yeah, or even you know like their connect their internet connectivity yeah. type stuff. And I wonder, it would be nice if this you know like the pandemic kind of lit a fire under Nintendo, and they realize the importance of that into the future, and that maybe we will see more emphasis there going forward more like parody yeah well and i i think it's possible that nintendo switch sports ends up being a little bit of a trial balloon for that right of like how important is the online experience to a game as like fundamental as we sports right um if and I, do, I don't expect it to blow up the same way that we sports did. i don't think anything will ever blow up like that again maybe pokemon go did but like you know, it's 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 a rare thing to just like change the landscape of gaming. But if it can actually get people playing these like simple motion-based sports games together online, I think that like demonstrates to Nintendo that it doesn't have to just be 
online shooters and fighting games and you know stuff like that that they can do Nintendo experiences as online stuff. And I think we already sort of see it in like Splatoon, obviously, um, which as far as like online Nintendo games goes, is like probably the best or like the smoothest experience. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I, I, I think we're on that road. I just wish we were further down it. Yeah. And maybe the pandemic just kind of like yeah. lit a fire for them. Um, I have another note here regarding uh, fitness and health trends um, around the release of switch sports, um, which I don't know if I, I, I don't, I don't know what I mean here, but I wrote distrust in health experts 2020 <laughs> to present. Um, and it's just like that, that's just a, a thing that I have like sort of hovering in the back of my mind of like, um, it's definitely a trend. It's a trend and it's a bad one, but like ring fit adventure is an exercise game. Right. Um, and jump rope challenge is an exercise game. And then with Nintendo switch sports, it's a return to, sports but not necessarily exercise mm-hmm. i don't think there's a straight line to draw there but just like something that i was like that's oh, uh <laughs> interesting uh mark is there something that you think that nintendo is missing in their um sort of sports or not sports but they're in their in their fitness lineup is is there a a need of yours that they're not meeting well you know i th- we've talked about holistic fitness a lot and you know they like you mentioned they have nothing for people who are on a paleo diet and that is but just in general right because uh how do you gamify nutrition i don't know that that's i mean weight watchers tried to do it for i mean i'm not i'm not joking like you know they they made a point system um and uh like moved with that so like i I don't i don't know if yeah but i think you're right that uh, i keep bringing up the uh, nutritional side of it, and that's not really an area or a space that Nintendo plays in. Right, because, you know, I mean, with the Vitality Sensor and stuff like that, we have seen them dabble in other, or Nintendo, like, subsidiaries, like, dabble in sleep and other, like, holistic right. parts of health. Pokemon like, sleep. Exactly, so, so, you know, so and, like, uh, Pikmin Bloom, which we didn't talk about, like, or Pokemon specifically, Go. Yeah. you know, like, a pedometer, essentially, but with um, rewards for the more steps that you take during the day and so i i the like nutritional aspect of it still feels like one big kind of like hole that nobody is really right um none of the video game companies are Are, really really tackling i think there's also uh you know like we we mentioned um these sort of uh wellness apps and like mindfulness apps um and sort of drew like a, a creaky connection to like the the yoga in um uh, we fit and uh, ring fit adventure but i do think that there's uh room for improvement there in nintendo's offerings as well because like there's not too much that it offers in the way of meditation or, or mindfulness or anything like that yeah maybe when one of uh rusty's kids runs in to tell you hey you've been playing for 30 minutes do you want to take a break they'll say like you've been playing for 30 minutes do you want to do a quick meditation i mean that would be great <laughs> um i i there's uh i I don't, I don't know if this falls into like fitness necessarily um but i also just wanted to uh, broach it for a second there is a sort of um a rise in like apps and services that offer access to like uh therapists uh and like uh, like therapy sessions and like counseling sessions and i wonder i uh, and 
I'm inherently distrustful of those things. Uh, and I know that uh, some of those apps like uh, BetterHelp and stuff um, have gotten like a little bit dinged for like how they collect and sell in user information. Once you like sign up with a, a therapist, then you're uh, protected by um, HIPAA regulations. But before when they're like looking for one or signing up for it, that's just information that an app has about you. Um, so, you know, user beware on all that stuff. Um, but I wonder if there's a, I don't know what it would be or how it could be a game, but if that's also a space. The return of Seaman, therapist, <laughs> licensed therapist. Now that would be for our Sega podcast, Mark, <laughs> and not, not for a Nintendo podcast. That's what uh, Milo with the Kinect should have been. Child, <laughs> Milo, child therapist. Oh boy, this is a therapist who is a child? <laughs> uh, that's right. The Doogie Howser of therapy. Um, all right. Well, so that is uh, we have now gone through the entirety of uh, Nintendo's fitness fitness initiatives. Um, and oh, I, I just wanted to, uh, to shout out the the thing that I was mentioning about um, the sort of therapy apps. Um, Consumer Reports has a, a, a nice piece about um, the, wh when they're sharing uh, information about stuff. We can link to that in the show notes as well. Um, just so everyone is as informed as possible. And also, we should have put this disclaimer up front. Mark and I are not fitness experts. <laughs> we are not nutrition experts. I know it's easy to be fooled the way we talk. People, but... they, they, they can't see us, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, and, and we're at, at most, we are just trying to reflect the reality as we saw it of the, over the last... 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, uh, Mark, let's close this out. Did we miss any fitness things that Nintendo uh, has has dabbled in? Was there a cool peripheral for the Nintendo 64 that we're completely missing out on? Uh, did we uh, totally whiff and not notice some sort of weightlifting game for the Virtual Boy? There might have been. Who knows? Um, let us know. Write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Or if you have stories about your experiences, uh, either getting healthier or getting frustrated with uh, Nintendo software that was trying to make you healthier, um, email us as well. I would love to hear people's experiences with these things. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. Uh, when you do, you can also uh, follow us on... Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell. The show is at Nin Cart Society. There's a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. I'm balder than it. you. 
<laughs> you are bolder than me. Only on Campfire.